Hi, this is Linda. And this is Glenn Dawson, and you're listening to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship, where we look at older hymns and their authors and discover the history and the scriptures that inspired their writing. This is one of Dr. Daniel Osborne's, my pastor, favorite hymns. So we're doing this in his honor today. A Mighty Fortress is one of the best known and loved hymns of the Lutheran tradition and among Protestants more generally. It has been called the Battle Hymn of the Reformation for the effect it has increasing the support for the Reformers' cause. It was written by the Reformer Martin Luther, a prolific hymn composer, who wrote the words and composed the melody sometime between 1527 and 1529. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper, he, amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work his woe. His craft and power are great, and armed within cruel hate, on earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide? Our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Dost ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabbath is his name, from age to age the same, and he must win the battle. And though this world with devil's field should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fail him. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The spirit and the gifts are ours, through him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also. The body they may kill, God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. One day in 1505, while walking in the woods, Martin Luther got caught in a terrible thunderstorm. So he had to run to seek shelter at the school and lightning struck very near where he was. It was so close to him, it scared him so bad, he cried out to St. Anne for help and promised to become a monk. Martin Luther survived the experience, and like he promised, he dropped out of law school and entered the monastery. He dedicated himself to a life of being a monk. He did everything to please God and to do good works. The more he tried to get close to God and the more he worked to get God's favor, the more aware he became of his sinfulness. Through his studies, he discovered that real Christianity was not what one knows about God, but upon a right personal relationship with God. God's forgiveness through the death of Christ on the cross became all the more important to Luther he began to see that the righteousness of God is that by which the righteous live, 
and is a gift from God, namely by faith. And Martin Luther was saved by the grace of God. In 1507, at the age of 24, Martin Luther was ordained, and in 1508, he began to teach theology. He earned his bachelor's degree in Bible studies in 1509. He earned his bachelor's degree in a book called The Sentences, the main textbook on theology of the Middle Ages. The University of Wittenberg conferred upon him a Doctor of Theology degree in October 1509. The patriotic feel of the hymn comes from the importance of the Reformation in general, which was thought by the Protestants to not only be a religious, but also a national move for Germany from Roman oppression. Then in the last line of the fourth verse is translated into as the kingdom ours forever, referring to the kingdom of God may also be understood as meaning the Holy Roman Empire must remain with the Germans. An English version, less literal in translation, but more popular among Protestant denominations, is a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing, translated by Frederick H. Hedge in 1853. It was in year 1517 Martin Luther nailed the 95, his 95 thesis to the church door in Wittenberg. In his thesis, he accused the Roman Catholic organization of many heresies and selling of indulgences. By 1520, Luther had been condemned for his Protestant views by Pope Leo X and commanded to renounce or reform his 95 thesis. He was given 24 hours to consider his choice. He did apologize for his harsh tone, but reaffirmed his belief in the thesis. The theological doctrine found in the lines of Martin Luther's song is that of faithfulness, God's faithfulness. It is a comfort to know that you can flee to God for refuge. You can trust him. An interesting fact is that even though Luther was condemned to death, he escaped and he died of natural causes. The greatest work that Luther accomplished was the translation of the New Testament into the language of the people. Then, to the amazement of everyone, Luther began to write hymns and gospel songs. Luther preached long and hard, becoming a forceful leader of one of the world's greatest spiritual awakenings. In addition to skills as a writer, translator, and preacher, Luther was an amateur musician. His 37 hymns stand alongside his theological writings and his translation of the Bible into German as testaments of his creativity and intellectual ability. The strains of a mighty fortress is our God could be heard drifting through the portals of the gigantic Washington National Cathedral on September 14, 2001. It was part of a national service of prayer and remembrance just three days following the 9-11 attack on our nation. On the base of Luther's tomb is inscribed, A mighty fortress is our God. It is said to be the greatest hymn 
of the greatest man in the greatest period in German history. Historians declare that it has been sung by persecuted people on the way to exile and by martyrs at their death. It should be noted here, Martin Luther paved the way to reform the church from errors it had incurred over 15 centuries. What happened to make this necessary? Jesus established the church, as we read in Mark 3, 16-18. Within the first 100 years, churches that did not stay to the teachings of Christ began popping up. These were called irregular churches. In the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th century, a church government was created and united with the state government, giving the united irregular churches great political power. Baptism for regeneration, followed by infant baptism, was mandated in this powerful government of irregular churches. Any churches that did not conform to these new ideas were removed from fellowship. Persecution of the regular churches began, and infant baptism became state law in the 5th century. The popes were established about this time, and the state church became named Catholic. In the 6th century, the selling of sins, known as indulgences, began. In the 7th century, purgatory was invented. In the 8th century, saint and image worship began. In the 12th century, celibacy was started. In the 13th century, the Bible was outlawed except for priests. The regular churches continued in the faith from the time of Jesus and were known by many names. The Christians, Montanatists, Novatons, Puritans, Partons, Cathria, Arnoldists, Herians, Albinians, and Anabaptists, later called Baptists. They were all persecuted, tortured, and burned to death. Some 50 million lost their lives for their belief. The plight of these people are recorded in The Trail of Blood by J.M. Carroll, America in Crimson Red by James R. Beller, and The History of Baptists by John T. Christian. Doug Glenn will play our pastor, Dr. Daniel Osborne's favorite hymn. He'll be playing A Mighty Fortress is Our God in classical format and full orchestration on the clarinet.
Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you were blessed. You can listen to all the song-only recordings on your favorite music streaming application. Just search for the music of Glenn Dawson. If you have a favorite old hymn, just let us know and we'll put it in the list of songs to record. Find us on Facebook or search for us on Google. We'll say goodbye for now and we'll see you next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast. Bye-bye.